Hey everyone, and welcome to the Unlocking Growth Show, the podcast where we help businesses unlock the next level of growth. I'm your host, Gary, CEO and co-founder of Whale, a solution that empowers teams with the knowledge and training they need to succeed. As an entrepreneur, I understand the challenges of scaling a business, and I'm excited to share my insights and those of my successful guests from around the world to help take your business to new heights. So sit back, relax, and get ready to level up your business game with Unlocking Growth. Jim, you wrote a playbook on jobs to be done. If you had one minute for our audience to explain what the book is about, what would that sound like? Sure. The field of jobs to be done has been around for decades, popularized by Clayton Christensen, who was really thinking about how do you look at the market and market needs without seeing the people that you serve through the lens of your own brand or your solution. So how do we think about human needs without talking about technology in this field of jobs to be emerged around that concept? And what I had noticed being a practitioner in the field is that there were lots of different perspectives and methods. And what I wanted to do was, first of all, simplify the concept of jobs to be done, but then bring it all together in one roof. So the plays in the playbook are really acknowledgments to the practitioners in the field that preceded me. Amazing. So who do you intend to really help when you wrote this playbook and what can people expect from an impact side of things after reading it? Yeah, sure. It's actually a range of potential people, particularly when you think of roles, entrepreneurs and startups for sure. In fact, I have some blog posts out there around how to use jobs to be done for startups, but also design and innovation. I've had a lot of product managers that are attracted to jobs to be done. Generally, it's people who are building something. And the way that I like to frame it is change makers. If you're in a business and you need to innovate or you need to improve what you're doing or you need to make a change in the world, I think jobs to be done can provide a valuable lens for you to see things through. That's great. I remember first learning about jobs to be done through, I think it was the HubSpot Academy who actually refers to the framework as well. So I think they do it mostly from through the marketing lens, being a marketing automation hub. But you're really saying anyone who's trying to make impact, a game changer, really that word is going to find value in the playbook, which is awesome. So I really like terminology playbook, obviously, because we build software that allows you to create playbooks and share them with your team. You and I both know that a playbook gives direction and gives people the ability to take action. With that in mind, what are the key steps, if you will, that you've outlined in in the playbook you wrote and that you can share with us today? Sure. So I think fundamentally, regardless of what play you're actually going to run, I think there's some general sequence of steps that I think we can imagine. And for me, Jobs to be done first begins with what I call scoping your landscape. As an innovator or a change maker, you need to kind of define what your target is. So it begins by declaring what the target job is and who's what I call the job performer. So what's the job that you're going to understand and try to innovate around and who's the job performer? That's the first question. And it's a top-down decision. It's strategic, right? is why are we innovating? What do we believe in? What what are our business goals or what are the goals that we as an organization have? And then using, matching that with jobs to be done to frame your innovation target. So that's step one. I think step two is then going out and listening to people. 
right? So talking to job performers, which may or may not be actual users of your particular solution. It's anybody who's getting that job done. And interestingly enough, Gary, chat GPT can actually help you do that these days that you can actually quote unquote, listen, and AI can help you listen, or at least get a leg up on that listening. And you can actually use AI information to, to give you a big jump start. But it's really about it's really about paying attention to the people that you want to serve and understanding their job, not your product or your price point or what they complain about in terms of features missing. It's what are they trying to get done? That's the second step, listening or research. And then the third step is really starting to what I call build models that what Jobs to be Done does is it gives you not only a language for listening and discerning different types of information, but you can also start creating models that help you find opportunities. And one of the first best things that I think you can do is create what's called a job map, which is essentially a sequence of the steps, right? So if we want to help people, let's say we want to help homeowners with the job of moving a home, right? We would declare that space. And then we'd go out to talk to homeowners who may or may not be our actual customers. All they have to do is be homeowners and moving a home. And I can create a sequence of steps that describes how that's done. But more than that, I can also then discern the emotions that they have, the social aspects, and then as well as what are their needs or their outcomes or a synonym, another synonym is success criteria, which then become the requirements back on your process, right? They want to minimize the effort it takes to pack. They want to reduce the cost it takes to move and things like that, right? So I think it's really define your landscape, do the listening. And then start running those plays with models and the frameworks that are in the book to find your innovation opportunities. So what are some of the, those plays, if you have highlight one or two, what, what would those look like? Sure. The first one I mentioned already, which is to create a job map. And I teach a course online. If you go to the Jobs to be Done Toolkit, you'll see some of our courses. And we actually call it creating a job map because that's a centerpiece of the course. And it's for me, it's the first best play that you can run is you define your target job, just create a job map. What does that look like from beginning to end? And just doing that, by the way, is a very healthy exercise for your organization. Is do we understand how people get that job done? But I think there's also then some other plays you can run. One of the more powerful ones is to take what I just referred to as the outcomes or the needs, which is a separate bucket mm -hmm. of information. So you do the listening and you put it into these different categories. And one of the categories are called outcomes, which you can also think about the needs that, that people have. As a solution provider, you can think about these as customer requirements back on your solution too, is by the way. And I just mentioned some, reduce the time it takes for me to pack, reduce the cost of moving, in increase the ease with which I can fit the stuff in my new home. There's gonna be 50 of those things, right? When you prioritize those and you can do that quantitatively, when you prioritize those, you get a really clear signal on what we call unmet needs unmet needs in the marketplace. And why that is so powerful is because that's really what product market fit is all about. And if you go out and Google, why do startups fail, which I've done, I recommend everybody do. why do startups fail? One of the top three answers, inevitably, like every chart that I've ever seen, one of the, if not the very top answer is we didn't meet a need that was in the marketplace. It was a bad product market fit, right? Jobs to be done can help you quantify an unmet mm. need so that when you go after that, you have a lot more confidence. There's no guarantee, but you have more confidence. So would you say that this isn't this is the jobs to be done and all the plays around it is is something that's more geared towards people that are in 
developing phase like they're still trying to launch new initiatives or new strategies or they're trying to innovate and they're like at the beginning of that journey or is there an application for this further down the line as well it's a yes and but i think your hunch if i'm reading into your question i think your hunch is right i think where mm -hmm. jobs to be done has the biggest bang for the buck is up front right before mm -hmm. you get started or if you're gonna even if you have an existing product and you're going to overhaul it or you want to create a roadmap for the year or whatever i think it's better to do it up front because you can get that clear signal on what matters to the market and align things in advance to that, right? So you have a lot more confidence about product market fit before you get started. However, once you get started, there's also, and I talk about this in the playbook, by the way, there are techniques that you can use to help the design and the development of the product, even the marketing of it as well too. So what language are you gonna use when you market your solution? Well, use the language of the unmet needs, right? Because we know that's gonna resonate with the market. We just quantified it. Those words and those themes should resonate with the market. Even things like reducing churn for a SaaS product, you can use jobs to be done to help you think about what are the jobs that people weren't getting done that caused them to churn, right? So it does have broad applications, but I think biggest benefit of jobs to be done is more of that kind of upfront directional signal that you can get. I really the example you give about gaining insight throughout the customer journey. So for us, as an example, we, for example, as people come in, we ask that one question, what are you hoping to solve today by either signing up for the product or getting on a conversation with one of our salespeople? And so I think it's one of the ways to get that answer with their wording and their terminology and then obviously utilize that to gain insights, but then the application also goes to what we're doing is, oh, let's use that terminology on our website because it's gonna resonate much better with them. And then same for when people leave you, okay, what did go wrong? Where were your expectations and where did we not meet them? And again, there's so much insights throughout that entire journey with your customers that allows you to find product market fit, definitely. But I think kind of fine tune and tweak as you go along as well, right? Yes, absolutely. You can use jobs to be done in all of those ways. And depending on how you do it, I haven't seen your specific example. I might even classify that as a play or what I call jobs thinking. The really important thing that underlies jobs thinking is that we intentionally divorce ourselves from any reference to technology solutions or products, right? So mm -hmm. if you ask the question like you did, what are you trying to get done today? And they say, log into the log into your dashboard or print print out a report from your solution. What in jobs to be done is we would write, we, we would rewrite that in a way that mm -hmm. doesn't make a reference to specific solutions. And we would say, yeah. instead of log in, we would say, gain access to my information. And instead of printing out a report, we would say, capture, capture report data or something like that. And by doing mm. that, what you end up doing is you're able to shift your perspective away, mm. from, away from putting out fires and bugs and things like that to what, is the, what do they really need? What's underneath what yeah. they're reacting to on the screen? What do they really need? It remembers me of, it already always stayed with me in the exercise when we were still trying to define what the job we were helping our customers in doing. And one of the examples was with McDonald's where they were trying to figure out like why people were drinking, I think, smoothies or milkshakes. And they saw that it was mainly people on the road that came in the morning 
And they were like, oh, is it for energy? Is it for nutrition? Are they skipping breakfast and taking the milkshake on the roads to just be energized? And ultimately what they came to learn was that, no, people got bored in the car and it gave them something to do. And so the pain that needed to be met was let's give people something in their hands that can occupy them while on on the road and nutrition and all that stuff was was great but was not the actual job that needed right. to be done so really digging deep into the underlying reasons i think right. can be very powerful and on the surface we tend to think that our products are going to will help you scale your business and that kind of stuff like do that a whole lot on marketing websites but the real pain is often much much different um this was absolutely wonderful jim i appreciate you coming on and sharing some of that wisdom obviously people who want to learn more can still get your can still get your playbook right i assume across yeah, absolutely it's, yeah it's out there on amazon and other bookstores out there too yeah great it was great having you jim Thanks. Thanks for having me, Gary. I appreciate it. If you love the show, feel free to leave a review so other people can find it. Also, check out our blog for additional resources. Just sign up on usewhale.io slash blog. Until next time.